Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally. Uh, I'm going to start this out by saying, hey, if you enjoy this content, do me a favor, hit the like button. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do, because we've got a lot of programs coming out every week. Back on the microphone with me today is <laughs> Gary Turner. Uh, we had Gary on, uh, well, a bunch of times now. We did an episode of Huge as Fuck. We did uh, Road to North Americans. We talked to Gary when he was heading to 310 pounds. We talked to him <laughs> on his way back down. Uh, and and now, man, a lot has happened. I know you've changed mm. your mindset a lot. Uh, North yeah. Americans occurred. Dude, you're looking like a... You, you got on the line with me, and I was like, holy shit, where's Gary Turner, and who's this guy? Because you look so different. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me back again, Scott. It's always a uh, pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Uh, and you've seen like pretty much like a lot of the different aspects, you know, of how, I, how I've been, you know. Um, you know, we had, we had the North Americans was now, I think it's three weeks. We're three weeks post-show now. And... Uh, you know, I and I beforehand, I it was up to three three oh eight was the highest that I I hit um, in my big bulk thing. That to be to be honest, we'll get right into it. I thought that that was going to be like my ticket, you know, to you know the super heavyweight class and to be competing at the you know two forty five two fifty range. And you know, I had a lot of people in my ear during that whole off season that were it was the strongest that I ever was. But I had a lot of people in my ear saying dude, you're still lean, you know, you still look pretty lean for off season. You're, you're good. And, and, and in reality, when it came down to it is I was lean for Instagram pictures of hitting most, <laughs> of hitting most musculars and like side chests. And, but they didn't see my glutes. They didn't see my lower back. They didn't see with posing trunks on. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was a mess, you know, when I, now that I'm retrospectively thinking about it, um, and you know, that's what we were looking at as you come down for a show is like, what's going on with his lower back, his glutes, how lean are those parts? And they weren't. So of course you keep grinding until they start to come in. And of course, once I got hit headway, like, you know, it all came off for the most part, but it was like an avalanche. It was literally once I hit around 245, and I was like, and I looked really good at 245, but it wasn't stage ready. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I looked at like some of my my close friends, and I was like, "Dude, I think I want to make the heavyweights." Damn. I said, and, and and to be honest, started think at first, I didn't rationalize that in my head. I was hmm. kind of embarrassed, if I could be frank, on like Damn. exactly how I felt. I'm like, you know, guys that are 305 in the off season should not be heavyweights. They should have enough muscle tissue at that that they can get down. So that was a real big. Um, like eye-opening experience for me that like you didn't have that much muscle. You had entirely too much shit and start getting you mentally used to being a heavyweight. Mm. Like I, I certainly get, get used to being a heavyweight for the North Americans. Cause that's where it's going to be. And, um, and then, you know, and then, so and then that changed, you know, coming forward. Um, you know, when we got into North Americans, you know, by the time I was like obviously at the stage, I knew that I was going to be a heavyweight. I saw that I was weighing. I weighed in at 222. Um, I got on stage closer to 225 um, after we carved up because I, I weighed in pretty early. Um, just I just wanted to see that just in case that I was like 227 at weigh-ins, mm -hmm. that we had another day of like, you know, changing the diet where I could make sure that I was under 225. I didn't want to do it last minute and be like, 
sorry, bro, you're a super heavyweight. And then, you know, it, this show, it was like a pick your poison type thing for me, at <laughs> least going as a heavyweight. And I would have got slaughtered as a heavyweight. I, and I, and I, in my opinion, did pretty poorly in the, in the heavyweights, but you know, Nick Walker looked insane. I'm not there. I'm not even close to there. The guy who took second really pushed him. Is that you know he's a I forget his name, but he was a taller black dude. And he when he undressed, he was right next to me undressed. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. I said this guy is going to push Walker. He looked good too. Um, he looked good. If he was if he was in Walker's condition, he would have won. Yeah. He would have beat him. Um, was it Bundy? Was that his name? Bundy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And 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 from my understanding is he's he's obviously a genetic freak. He's huge. Great proportions. <laughs> Has a hard time coming in crazy, crazy ripped. If he ever does, he's a, a contender in the pro ring. Hell yeah, um, dude. He looked fantastic. You know, he looked great. And and then so did Nate in third. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. looking ahead, you know, just looking at the guys by themselves, I felt like Nick was going to just, like, stomp through that thing. Like, I just thought, okay, he's going to be above and beyond. He just looks like this pro. But then when I saw them all together, I felt like that, that both of those guys, they, mm. they definitely stood their own with him. You know, mm. like, like it wasn't like just a, they didn't, it wasn't like one of those things where it was like a men with boys. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Right. And, I, and you know what? I'll tell you what, it's good to see the super heavyweight class have so many contenders that can I go agree. to the pro. Because a lot of times we've seen in the years past, like guys are, they win the show and they rightfully won the show, but they're not pro ready. Yeah. They're just pro card acceptable ready. Yeah. And they have to take a year off. And I know the lighter weights have always been sure. notorious for that sort of thing, whether they're tall or, you know, they, cause then the two twelve and stuff like that. But those guys, a handful of those guys could jump right in the show. Nick Walker's doing Chicago in a few weeks. I can't now, wait so to see that too. That creates so much excitement for the sport. Yeah. Instead of sure. like just have it, like you said, man, so many times you see a guy who gets the pro card and then they have to disappear for two, three years to see like that. Do you realize like how fun that is as a fan to be like, now mm-hmm. we get to see how he stacks up against these guys, you know? We see how he stacks up against them, see what the new crop is going to look like. We yeah. saw that with Hunter Labrada. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to see, you know, battles with Nick Walker and Hunter Labrada in five years from now. Those are going to be the main hitters, I'm telling you right now, sure. in, in, in a sport that, and everybody's saying it, it kind of got a little stale with the same pros. They're all great, but they're all getting older. Yeah. It's the same guys, you know. So you, you now you have your Ian Valliers, your Antoine yeah. Vallance. These guys are all going to be what the Olympia is in five years you know, and, you know, as the, with the retirement of like, you know, your Phil Heath's Dexter uh, Jackson, Dexter Jackson, uh, I'm sure Brandon Curry will probably still be around. He's still on the younger side. I don't think yeah. he's 40 yet. No, I he's think not. he's late thirties. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. He turned pro pretty early. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. But I was, when I say pick your poison, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to compete against those guys, but I really didn't know. I wasn't researching who was in the heavies. Yeah. I knew Janowitz was going to do it. I knew he's always tough. Yeah. I knew Martin Martin Fitzwater was doing it. I know he he was always tough, and he's been very close before. So is Janowitz. Uh, those two, I expected to be, of course, heavy hitters. But when we got backstage, it was like mayhem. So I don't even yeah. know why they couldn't have the uh, why they couldn't have the audience because there was definitely the, the state said you can only have a hundred people. There was definitely a hundred more than a hundred people backstage. <laughs> With no masks, not that I care. I wasn't right. going to wear one. Uh, you know, if, if they told me you didn't have to wear masks, I wasn't going to wear them. But there was 
a lot like a lot of people back there. So they go heavyweights, get ready, or you know, like the middleweights are on, like start pumping up. And like thirty of us stood up. Holy and crap! I like, and I was like, Ooh, "This is a fucking big class, man. It's been a while since I've been in a real class, and it's great. That's great for the sport." Yeah, I think. I hate. I've been to junior nationals where there's eight heavyweights. Yeah, I I've seen right. you. Yeah, I saw you yeah. at junior nationals with like eight guys. You know, that's see, that's not cool. And that's that's. The, I understand it's the junior level, and this is the North Americans where everybody wants to be. So, it's different. Um, but it's been a long, long time since I've been in like a twenty plus. You know, almost thirty. Um, where you're going to have like four callouts. Yeah. You know so. The last time, honestly, I've been in a class like that where that was that deep was the 2013 Junior Nationals, um, and there was four call-ins. Nice. So it was my first national show, so I was just like figuring out what was going on there. Yeah. Um, but they they called them, and I looked around. I'm like, every one of these guys are legit. There was no like, what the fuck is this guy doing here type thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I said, I'm gonna have to like you know out pose, and I worked on posing between my qualifier. And the North Americans, it was, it was two weeks. I had my buddy Frank Manorino, who's another bodybuilder. He's actually posed with uh, Doreen Charles okay. um, when he was in Florida. So he knew like how to run a posing practice. So he put me through every night from the next day of the qualifier all the way to the show hmm. with posing conditioning. You know, So there was times that we were holding poses for like almost a minute. I mean, profusely sweating. So I was ready for it. I said, I'm going to have to be, excel on that. I'm going to have to excel with conditioning and, you know, and hope that they just like my, my look in, it, it, it didn't go uh, my way. They called out four on the, in the, um, in the first call out, it was like Martin Janowitz, one other guy and uh, Anthony Spencer. Mm. And they were like, you know, they were head and shoulders above the class. Um, and I was, I ended up coming out in the third call out. Uh, so the, I guess they looked positively or at least I wasn't in the fourth call out. There you go. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> let me let me hold on to something there. Um, but like, long story short, like I was, I was upset when I got off stage. Mm. Um, after speaking with Palumbo, like you know the the things that needed to change, I calmed down and like I cleared my head and I was like ready to go for like Monday again. Of course um, you were. Yeah, I was like ready to go. I I, I trained <laughs> I trained on Monday, of course. Um, but. It was a very big learning experience. Yeah. I'm not the first or last guy who's gonna who's gonna go to that level. That's gonna have that same thought process or, mm. you know, experience. You know, so, it, and Dave said it from the beginning. He goes, "You're not getting that because I'm, I'm training with him in the off season as well." Good. Okay. I didn't last time um, when I was when I was heavy. Dave said, "You're not getting that heavy. You're not even gonna get that, get close to that heavy. You're gonna have to stay lean." Yeah. And he goes, "You have." all the muscle for a heavyweight category at that level. So it's not like I could say, you just need to get bigger. He goes, certain areas of yours really mm. lack, especially at that thing. He goes, you have bad adductors, so that's going to be the number one thing that's going to have to do. Is your, your adductors need to touch down to your knees when you're in your front poses. It will enhance your front and back double bicep. Yeah. He goes, your middle back and your erectors um, need to come out. He goes, your back is wide. And he goes, it's a great shot for you, but he goes, if you have better posterior chain, especially your erectors and mid back, he goes, your lat spread is going to be like lights out. Okay. So he goes, that's something you need to work on because we're going to get more deadlifting in there. Um, and mm. he actually has been having me send videos of back training where he's not held back on me. The other day he said, you have no range of mobility. Hmm. And now today, I, today I went and did yoga. Uh, 
Okay, so no kidding. Me, he, sent, he sent me to yoga, um, which was an experience in and of itself. There was 50-year-old soccer moms in there doing the poses right, and I was sweating profusely all over the mat. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like trying to I, – I hung okay, but like, it is not easy, and it is not a sissy thing to do. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited to see how that works out because I need to be much more flexible. And then, you know, for, what, what the other thing he said is like, if you stay lean in your off season without having that avalanche prep yeah. and drop from say just arbitrarily two fifty five to two twenty five, your prep is going to is not going to be chaotic and catastrophic. He goes, your look will be so much better. Yep. You'll be uh, twice as full. Yep. Probably look twice as hard. And he goes, and it's everything that it should be, pending that you brought those the areas that you needed to bring up. Because your legs are still behind, which we knew. Um, they were better than they were two years ago. My training's a lot better, but they're not a strong point. It's, it's still the like I said from the from the side they're okay. Yeah, they, I have a good hand drop in the side chest and side tricep. It's from the front where they need to be beefier. So, you know, we just we just go back to the drawing board and, on that. But the biggest thing is, you cannot get that far out of shape. Um, and then expect to start a prep. Maybe some guys can do it, but it just doesn't work for me. And well, you know, listen, I've, I want to I want to back up, man, because sure. I, w- I want to talk a little bit about that diet because, mm. OK, so we talked maybe 10, 12 weeks out. You were still mm-hmm. 270. And at that time, mm-hmm. you said, uh, you know, hey, we haven't gotten that hard with the diet yet. You said, but, you know, I know people who've worked with Dave. I've talked to friends and I have a feeling it's going to be about eight weeks out. He's going to pull the trigger. And so we know you're holding around 270, 265, maybe out at 10 weeks out from the show, eight weeks out from the show. What the hell was going on in Gary Turner's life between that eight weeks out to that two weeks out? Because you literally lost 50 plus pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what it looked like. If you saw every check in, yeah. we're talking about. There were times that it, I would lose five pounds in three days, and oh, I would report that, of course. And it would be, you'd be like, okay, that right around eight weeks that was when I started carb cycling. Okay, I, and I went, I started off with um, a protein and fat diet only, no carbs one day, and then the next day will be protein, um, carbs, and greens, and then you flip flop. No matter what you were training, you flip flop. And I didn't, I didn't feel bad. Because every other day I was having, you know, not a lot of carbs. We're talking like it added like one fifty, and then the uh, and then but the no, fats were probably but no fats on that, that day, right? No added fats. The last meal yeah. was like a steak meal. Okay, so it wasn't zero fat, but there was no uh, macadamia nut oil. There was yeah. no almonds added. No peanut butter. I know when I've done that with people, usually it's on those. <laughs> people think it's going to be the carb day where they get the relief. But I feel like the carb days I've gotten and I've seen people get even hungrier because mm-hmm. then you get those carbs, your metabolism's going, blood sugar gets thrown I around looked, a little. I looked the best on the, the on the, the no carb days. Yeah. I, I felt the driest on them. And you know, it was for the time I felt dry. And then as the weeks got on and he needed to progress even more, obviously the cardio is going up as we're doing this. Yeah. It got high. I got the highest I got was an hour in the morning, hour at night. Okay. On a treadmill. Yeah. Uh, so it was it's not crazy, crazy, but it's higher than it's higher than a lot of other people. Would yeah, it's more than you'd want to have to do. I, I, actually, <laughs> I enjoyed the cardio, so it wasn't like when he told me I was like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah. Like I was, I was like, "Okay, like I, 
I looked at it as an opportunity to get better. So, I mean, maybe that's like a maturity type thing for me as a competitor that I'm looking at as a tool, not as like a punishment. Dude, plus you uh, want to suffer, Gary. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> when, well, uh, there was times like I was like borderline like complaining in the beginning where I was like, dude, I thought this was going to be harder. Yeah. And like, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm used to these Matt Porter, you know, preps where like out of the gate, he's like gunning with you. And then like, yeah. and like Dave was like a lot slower. And I'm like, dude, are we going to actually prep for this show? Or like, and then, and then, well, obviously we did, but um, I do like to suffer. There's this, there's like a, something with it that, you know, I kind of, it's like, it's like a feather in my cat type thing. Sure. I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> but um, so as we went on with the diet, the, the days of the between the carb days grew bigger so that became two mm. days of the fat and protein and then the carb day and then it, the most that it got to was three days so three on one off mm-hmm. and when he got to the very end you know by that time when i was on three on one off we were talking about losing like five to seven pounds a week wow you know we was we were losing two pounds we were checking in probably every other day at that point, and I was easily 2.5 pounds every other day. Yeah. So I was doing about, I think if I averaged it, probably a pound to a pound and a half a day, depending on like you know fluids and stuff. So it's a lot. I don't know and if every, I don't know if everybody could do that. Like I think that you had to be with like like you said, you like the suffer, you you like the the grind. I feel like not everybody would be able to handle that. I really do. It it was a total mind change on that in terms of like getting it out of my head that I'm going to be really heavy. Mm. And I, as I was getting that, the scale was going down. I saw the changes. I was getting very veiny. My glutes were starting to come in. Of course, my quads were separated. So I was happy with the look. There was at no point in the latter part of the prep where I was like, dude, I look like fucking shit or Mm. dude, I'm skinny. The only time I ever felt, I felt skinny in the face, but I always do. It always like sinks in pretty good. Um, but I de- no point in the gym did I not, never feel like I wasn't like rounder. Like in the past, I felt like like a bitch in the gym. Hmm. Like I felt I was strong up until probably or pretty strong for my standards up until probably a week and a half out. You're kidding! Wow. You know, it, 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 it's got to be the fats because I've never prepped with fats mm. like this before. I usually had just protein and carbs, and I was like weak, like benching like 80 pound dumbbells like the last week because like i couldn't like struggling with them like i couldn't like do more than that and i was still laying into some decent weight not again not off-season weight but some decent weight and i was training that way so you know it was definitely a different experience Hmm. and it's like dave said if he had a better canvas starting out yeah it would have worked out you know a lot differently so listen it's his first time i don't i he didn't make any mistakes. Every hmm. th- most of the changes he made, I went, hmm, that's that's on point, or that's what I would do, or something like that. Yeah. There was never like any kind of like, what the hell is he doing? This makes no sense. I'm flat right now. Yeah, you know, was, there was never any kind of um, like that. He was super attentive. Um, I, you know, where he was like, we were checking in obviously every day at the at the end, and then in the last couple of days was like multiple times like eat this, check in with me an hour later. Hmm. So it was like, I've got to put the trunks back on. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> a little bit, you know, different from what I'm used to. So that was, a, I was really happy with like, you know, his professionalism as a coach. And like, I, I felt like he was, in, you know, investing some time into me yeah. to make sure that this goes in, which, you know, something I, I talked to a lot of people, not, not about 
about him, but like other coaches where they feel like that they're just like a number. Sure. Or they're just getting something. They're just getting something. And you shouldn't feel that way. That's a that's a customer service aspect of of coaching is that you know you don't take on more people than you can handle. You make sure everybody feels that they're getting the attention you know that, that they paid for. Absolutely. You know, and so I I think that everything that he did was perfect. I, and this time around, I'm planning on giving him a a good canvas start Hell for yeah. the 2021 season so Hell yeah man so you you are not going to push up too heavy now and man it's just it's such a different mindset than before i i almost feel like you know you're you're an outspoken guy you've been on our show you've talked about this i've seen you talk about it on social media you've hosted your own podcasts and stuff that you know mm-hmm. you 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 share your ideas and and you're happy to do that and mm-hmm. now you're saying like, hey, I wasn't really right about this whole thing. Right. And right. It, it's, it, it, I think it takes a lot to be able to do that. But also, I think it's important that even when we do make mistakes, that we're willing to try new things. And we couldn't mm-hmm. have known, man, you pushed, dude, you pushed that size to the absolute limit. You know yep. what I mean? You really did mm-hmm. over 300 pounds. I, I just, I think, and, and like I said before, man, you inspired a lot of people too. So, so I guess now everybody's trying to think about like, what do we do now? Now we know, do we not <laughs> listen to what Gary said? Do we not, do we not put on all that weight? There, there are, there are still some people who think that my size right now has something to do with those, with those, um, periods that I've had a very heaviness. I know Adam McVeigh with geared up, said it before, um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think maybe a, a small amount might might have something to do with that. Um, but yeah, it's I I preached on my actually like the other day I made a post about what I call the white belt mentality. You know, the white belt being the most beginner part of mm. you know karate. Yeah, you, you don't know you don't know anything. It's your first belt. You have to learn everything from scratch. So I I promote. Too many guys get into this sport and they get to like say an intermediate level, whether it's time or just even level of that, or if they're an advanced level and think they know everything. They might not even mean it in an arrogant way, mm-hmm. but they, they just think because they've been around it for a, a certain amount of time that they're not open to learning new things or taking advice from somebody else. Maybe it's an ego thing or something like that. So I've always tried to have the white belt mentality to learn, you know, when Dave tells me to do this or somebody who's advanced says, listen, buddy, you're not activating your lats and your mm. pull down like that because you're not keeping your elbow in front or something like that. Whereas, you know, for the longest time we did lat pull downs from here, just the normal way. Yeah. But in reality, that hits very little of your lat. How many of us knew that in the beginning? Yeah. How many advanced lifters do you know that are still doing wide, wide lat pull downs for wide back? Wrong. What are you doing? And what are you doing now? For- for in terms of like lat, training? yeah, 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 like for your lat pull downs, because I'm doing something different, and I want to know. I'm I'm just curious to see if my ideas are lining up with yours. I'm doing the well. My gym has the prime handles, the oh prime yeah, fitness handles. So I usually do about a neutral grip. I hang it there, and what I like to do is I like to scoot my butt back either on the pad so that the the, the handle is up in front of me. Yeah, or I'll kneel on the ground. So I'll hold it and then kneel on the ground. So I'm fully stretched out, and all my Focus is, is driving my elbow straight down. You're not, not out here back. anymore. Right. And I'm not trying to elbow somebody behind me. I want to elbow the ground. Almost like a pullover. So, yes. And, and, and like that. So when you keep that in line straight down, your hand is in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you activate it. You can feel it. Your back blows up. Yeah. When you, when you, do, when you do it right. And that's, and that's kind of just like what I'm saying is like the lap pull down has got to be the most beginner 
exercise that everybody does for back turn the first day, but right. they all have the wrong idea. The the lat pull down with the bar has its place, but it's more trap, I find. It's more rear delt, hmm. um, lower trap as well. And like it, it, it maybe maybe some of the terries, um, but does not hit your lower lats where people think like those big bellowing lats is a lat pull down. There's a lot of other things to do that. And, you know, I picked that up from certain people. Like, you know, I can main person for that is Alan Kress has oh. posted about that a lot. And I would say I've been training for almost 15 years, but I want to listen to Alan because he's making a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I can either keep do I can keep doing it the same way that I've d done it and I have bad lats. Or I could do it with the biomechanically right way to have the mechanical advantage for it and, and do it how the body's intended to move and then get the right stimulation. So it's like, I always believe in that white belt mentality. I don't believe in aimlessly taking everybody's excuse. You have to sure. siphon through the bullshit, you know, but the, but when, when somebody knows, when, when you trust your coach on it, pending that your coach knows, because a lot of people's coaches don't and they just sell a nice pretty package. Right. Um, but you should rethink what you're doing and not be set in your ways or you're just going to waste more time that's the same thing i could have could have sat here and said no the bulky way is right uh you know and then and then well, what am i going to waste another off season probably get more unhealthy um but then but you kind of for me i had to put my ego aside and mm. admit i was wrong i have a mindset change we'll see how this works out sure because that's how it goes, you know? Well, okay. And, and let's let's look at the other side of the coin then too. So it couldn't have been a complete wash. You know what I mean? Right. You, you trained hard. You ate a ton of food. Maybe mm -hmm. it wasn't ideal. But what, mm -hmm. what now, now that you dieted down again, what are you seeing? What did you improve on? What, are, what have you mm -hmm. noticed that has been better than, than before that, that bulk? Um, definitely, I, my glutes were better mm -hmm. shaped. Than they were so like okay my glute training which I did two years of targeted glute training nice yeah Brid bridges goblet squats hyper extensions that were all geared towards like I said okay now I got to train glutes in the past I just had like a leg day yeah I'm like well squats squats will get it first off my squatting sucks so it's like it didn't get it and I never had so I always get up there like pretty lean and have like no glutes and then like the skin would be like thin there you know like loose and it's like. Gary doesn't have striated glutes. Mm. Gary also doesn't have glute muscles. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's so a... I, I was very impressed. Like they came very late again because I was so heavy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when I'm leaner, they'll be strided, you know, a little bit earlier than when they were. So they came, um, but they came in by the end, into like the point where my like my rear lat spread was a really strong pose. Um, and, and I was really happy with like when I turned around and flexed them. They can be better. They're not like Nate Spear level where like those those hotel pictures he was putting up. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Yeah, that was but you crazy. see improvement though. I saw improvement there. I saw improvement in my leg size. Yeah. They're still behind, but they're better than what they were at the 2018 Junior uh, Nationals. I noticed that um, too. I definitely noticed that too. I thought they, yeah. they look improved. The, the, the type of cardio had a lot to do with mm. that because for the junior nationals 2018 i was doing like mostly hit cardio on the uh, elliptical yeah that was like a matt that was like a matt porter thing it was very short bursts sprint jog sprint jog type thing um dave is low low intensity so it was mostly treadmill the entire time was pretty much the entire time so i did that so i was less um abusive on my legs yeah 
Um, so that that held off that pretty well. Um, I was overall a little bit bigger, so you can't go by like, well, I didn't really gain much weight stage weight. I felt that Dave had me tighter than I was at the mm. junior US, the junior national. So there is some give and take there that like keep your body weight the same. Yeah. I, I felt like a bigger human being a little bit, but I felt tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that, but I still feel that it could go some more. So honestly, we go into next season. I could see myself at two twenty two again, hmm. and that wouldn't be a problem. And that wouldn't be a problem. I could be, and, and and be bigger, but better condition. You never know. There's a yeah. million different ways that you can look at one weight. And I'm sure, dude, we've seen you with this just like super gnarly conditioning. I'm confident mm-hmm. that yeah, if you start at whatever two fifty, even two sixty. You know, if that's where your starting is on the on the diet, yeah, there's no mm-hmm. question. I mean, it's just a matter of of time, in in mm-hmm. in where you are when you start. You're obviously going to mm-hmm. be able to get leaner next time. There's no question. Yep. Then the, the 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 picture that I'm standing out that like people like really call me like the gnarly picture. Um, it was in the middle of the 2017 show, and that I started at 250 and okay. pretty lean, not not crazy lean, um, but like. Very, very, very acceptable off-season shape at 250, and I came in and I was and that show I was 213, and I remember my wife took it. And it was just like veins everywhere, and I obviously had little, little stilt legs, but you know it still was the, probably my best conditioning to date. Um, so if I my honestly my my um, landmark or that I'm trying like 255 is my landmark mm. to stay at, and I'm fi- and I'm going to fight that. Um, I don't want like right now, right now I woke up at two thirty nine point nine. I've been that for like two weeks now. Okay. I've held I've held two thirty five to two thirty to two forty for about two weeks. Um, you know, gained maybe like a pound or a pound or two either way. And but I'm also cycled off completely right now. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, Dave has me cleaning out completely. I'm just I'm doing a PCT. I did HCG, I'm doing Clomid. No kidding. Uh, right now. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while, and I know there's going to be a million people that are going to watch it go, he's nuts. He goes, he's going to feel like shit, or he's not going to make any... Listen, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I haven't done this since 2016. I've been, you know, TRT'd. Yeah. You know, like everybody else. Past, like everybody else. And I want to see if this theory of, and I don't know if it's bro science, but we're going to find out if the resensitation mm-hmm. of androgen receptors... Is, is, is a, a bro science myth or if it works because I want to see how hard I react. Mm-hmm. Like when I come on, I, I my plan to start in November 7th, which, okay. be nine, which is nine weeks post uh, North Americans. Yeah. So I didn't do anything after North Americans. I went immediately into HCG. Um, I don't feel bad. I still feel very, my strength is climbing. I, I keep a logbook now. That's like my new thing is I'm like Dante Trudell, like writing down in the old school notebook. I'm looking back at the old, workouts from last week okay i need 13 reps on this thing here now nice so is dave I, encouraging that uh he doesn't know about that but okay uh, okay to... <laughs> um but I, I think that he would and that helps me keep the volume down i have yeah. a habit yeah. of being the the guy who goes to the gym and because i enjoy being there yeah and clanging clanging and bang we'll do two four sets of that we'll do five sets of that don't forget the pendulum squats. And it's like, it's just, I like to do it. And I have the perseverance to go through that. Yeah. doesn't mean it's good for your physique. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't mean it's progressive. So I, I write it down and then I'll look at it and I'll, and I'll consult with people. I go, you think this is too much volume? And they go, you don't need a feeder, a f- feeder set for that. He goes, you're already warmed up. Just hit an all out set. 
do just a rest pause here and then you should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll lower it or they'll be like, yeah, it's good to go. So now I know how many sets and then now I have established that so far and now I'm just going to beat the logbook. And oh, it's, yeah. so far it's going good. Every every workout, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel very conditioned. I feel very full. Um, and that's while I'm not taking it. I understand there's still gear in my system. It's only been three weeks. Yeah, yeah. There's still some, some got to be lingering around. Not as optimal as two weeks ago. Sure. And red blood cells are going to be higher than they were yeah. still. So, yeah. It's that it's that five weeks to nine weeks. Yes, and, that's and when all. Gonna... I think it's like five weeks when all your red blood cells will turn over. So it's mm-hmm. it takes that long before they're the all the the excess is gone. So yeah, yeah, that'll be an interesting spot. But hey, listen, man. I mean, bodybuilding is a couple steps forward and a step back, right? So if you do take yeah. a half a step back or whatever, you know, you know that you're not going to stay that direction, right? And I like and I like that I have that logbook because. I'm not expecting the logbook to keep climbing through as I'm cycling off. That's physically impossible. But if I can hold it yeah. or keep it close, that should be a good indication that what can happen when I finally do get on, you know, mm. and, and, and get moving again. And then, you know, that, that starts the real push for the size. And then that's why I'm so concerned also with keeping my weight down. I don't want it at 255 right now mm-hmm. because I don't want to be 255 natural. And then, spike up the 265 270 and not like the excessive bullshit that that it added on what i want to do is going to be a tight 240 mm-hmm. and just stay where i'm at right now and then move to 255 at full throttle with the gear and then it should be nice come prep time in 2021 yeah i you know i want to talk to some people who have because there is a mindset out there i you know and I, i'm thinking of guys like I'm going to even say like Dusty. Dusty has been a guy where it's like he was able to continue pushing up. And some people can just push up and get heavier and it works. And then some people end up, you know, where you ended up, where it just it was yeah. not optimal. It was not the best thing for you. Where's that middle ground? You know, I, I, I don't I don't know, man. Is there some people, I guess, that it's like, well, they're the genetic elite and the rest of us can't do that. I don't I really don't know. You know, I I think there's a, a middle ground. And I know where for me where it was. I looked in the off season, pretty good, like decent off season condition at two seventy. And I remember it was I was training well. I was looking decent, not stage ready, not even like what I look like now. Yeah. But but I I looked pretty good, and I was the one, not my buddy who was helping me with my diet. He was giving me the diet and everything. I, I'm the one who said we should go for three hundred. Mm, yeah. So I take full responsibility. Nobody pushed me into doing that. I was the one that wanted to see it. It was the novelty of it. It was something I've been chasing for years that I've never gotten. Um, and now that novelty's worn off. Mm. I don't have I, I don't have any interest in, you know, all the oohs and ahs. Your three hundred, it's it's gone now. Mm. Now 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 it's time it's time to bodybuild. And um, so. I think that that 270 range, if I didn't care about being 300 pounds, mm-hmm. which is the max of where I should have stayed. Okay, yeah. And then, and I, and then theoretically, we've been in this prep from 270 to 225, which is much more manageable than 305 to 225. Absolutely. So, and then my, it's like I said, my, I'm an extremist. So, as you can see, anything I do is like going one way or another. So now I'm like, 255 is like ultra lean. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's like, so, so it's like, do I have to stay at 255? Probably not, but that's me being neurotic, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to be too lean when you start your prep. Hmm, yeah, you know, 
things to be slower and everything will look nicer at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to keep up with you and, and hear, you know, how things progress. You know, if you're if you're going to start pushing again in November, which mm-hmm. I remember last November is when you started taking a no. Last November is when you started pushing again too. Last November, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And then you hit yep. the then you went up and you 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 crossed. I think you were in the two nineties, if I want to yep. if I want to say so, right, right around there. Yep. I, I'll be curious to see how things go. Um, I'd love to get back with you to find out some more about what you're finding out in your training as this evolves. See mm-hmm. what's bringing up because you're not the only guy who needs to bring his adductors up. You know, you're not the only guy who needs to bring his back up. We all these are things we're all trying to work on. Yeah, I think that a lot of people could could benefit and learn from the things that you're learning. It's a lot of it, it's you know that those are the that's the hard. Uh, the hard stuff, you know, it's one thing to be able to have to bring your arms up, but it's another thing to like, mm. the adduct, the adductors especially, they're, gonna, they're a very specialized type thing because they're going to take a lot of, uh, for, for me, you know, and what I've learned, like even something to use the adductors, they, you have to get all the way down the hole from a squat. That's when the adductors take over. Hmm. It's not the shallow part of the squat. So for me, I can't do that. Well, that's why I'm trying to increase my mobility and my flexibility mm. If you notice, guys that have crazy adductors or just great legs in general, and they've done it through squatting, and like you look at their squat form, and they're just so limber, mm. their, their chest is upright, and they're coming straight down. Yeah, uh, their legs develop because of the way that they could squat because of their hip mobility. And the guys that didn't, like me, who have bad hip mobility, have had that my whole life as mm. a young kid. I'm not a flexible guy. Didn't develop. They make good mind muscle connection with mm. that, and now we're playing catch up at you know 32 years old on now using our brain on how to make these th- make this work. So, you know, th- these are the things why where it's going to come. It's going to be tricky, but you know, at least at least I identified it, and you know, we're going for it. Absolutely, yeah. That's something I've really been working on too. Is that I, I know I, I want to get my goal is to get stronger, and in order to get stronger, I know that I have to basically, well, I do want to put on size, but in order to put on size, I want to get stronger. I think that that's for me going to be the answer, but I need to use the best form that I can. So I started working on the same stuff, man, hip mobility, ankle mobility. And you know what? It's kind of cool when you get into it. I'm sure you're seeing this too. If you've, if you've already been practicing it, that you can, there's like a, there's a direct payoff to it. There is some instant gratification because if I work on my ankles for a few days and then I squat, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is better. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I'm getting more out of this. Fun. All of a sudden, it becomes fun. Yes, yeah, yeah. It really does. You know, I I hated training legs until I discovered the hack squat. Okay, like, I, I knew about that, but I use I use the reverse bands and I try to overload with that. Yeah, I enjoy that movement so much that leg day has become one of my favorites. And then, of course, my legs have grown. So, of course, when it's like when you have a good result in the gym, you like to do that. But if you had like little stick legs and like it looks like shit and it feels like shit. You're not going to want to do it. Yeah. So, you know, that was a good thing. Like what you're saying, like when you also you make your ankles feel better. Yeah. You're going to want to go into this squat, you know, because you're going to feel good doing. It. Yes. Yeah. So it's, you know, even even the yoga has some instant payoff besides the long term mobility. It can help me stay conditioned. When I tell you that I was sweating profusely all over this mat today, <laughs> dude, and I it know. Was only se- <laughs> it was only 71 degrees. It wasn't some hot yoga where it was 110 degrees in there. <laughs> and all these ladies were next to me, you know, on their own mats, and they're doing it just fine. I'm looking to see if the sweat's beating off them, and it's not. Yeah. And I, I'm literally on this pose on all fours, and it's just coming off. And I'm looking around, I'm like, this teacher probably thinks, because it's my first class, I'm like, this teacher probably thinks I'm like some kind of freaking. 
weirdos sweating <laughs> on the mat like this. And then, you know, but she knew I had spoken to her before about like why I was there and like, you know, what I was looking to do and stuff like that. So, but you know, I think that that could help with some kind of conditioning. It's like a second cardio session. Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that yoga class? I definitely burned calories while I was there. Oh, there's no question, man. It's, and it's brutal too. And I feel like just everything you get out of it. I did yoga for about a year and I, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it now. But when I got mm-hmm. into it, man, I could tell, you know, like n- not only did it increase my flexibility, but I got more, um, I got just like better balance in my connection yeah. to my body. Like I felt like it was just, if all things you could just, it made like moving through the world a little bit easier. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. And they make what they call a yoga towel. It's like the same size as your mat. You're going to need uh-huh. to get one, man. They're they're really? awesome. But it, it soaks up all that sweat. Literally, my yoga towel would feel like you just ran it under under, under like a shower or something by the time I was done. But yeah, they're yeah. great because that way you'd... I know what you're talking about, man. Like I would literally just have puddles on that thing and then you'd start sliding around. So get, get a yoga I was, towel. I was looking in the mirror and I had like sort of like sort of shorter shorts on. Yeah. And every, every quad vein was sticking out of yes. my legs. And I was like... These ladies are gonna lose their mind. I'm like, there's like this creature that just stomped through their Sunday morning class. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they were like a lot of a few of them asked me like how I liked it and stuff like that. I'm like, I said I loved it. I said, but it's a definitely difficult. It's gonna take some practice, you yeah. know, to do it. There was certain there's like certain um I forget the what it's called, but the one yoga pose where you go basically it's basically an ass the grass squat and you sit there like this. Oh god. I I looked like a complete moron. And I said to the teacher at the end, I said, That pose right there is the exact reason why i'm here because i can't do that damn yeah because i can't keep my feet heels flat on the ground right and lower my butt all the way to the ground. every other woman did obviously women are more flexible than you know men let alone a muscular man yeah. so i want to be able to just lower that down like into that crouched position feet underneath me heels on the ground and then we know we've hit the ultimate squat uh, flexibility hell yeah Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you still doing your podcast right now? Uh, right now we're on like a, a brief break just because we're out of the office okay. right now. Okay. Um, yeah. So so we, I don't know when we're going back in the office. We're waiting on that. It could be, not this month. Um, it could be at the end of the year, if not the beginning. Yeah. Uh, at which time we plan on restarting it so we can professionally film it. It was, it was a lot better when we were doing it in studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to the... Uh, to the, like the mobile things like that. So we're, um, it's on like a brief break. Okay. But, you know, it'll come back soon. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to that. And, uh, anybody who wants to follow along with everything Gary's doing, we'll have his social media down in the description. Uh, anything else we should, uh, mention while I got you here? I know you were concerned with where I was with <laughs> eight weeks out. You didn't hear from me. Yeah, uh, I, I was a, man. <laughs> I, I was, went a, I, I, I went a little dark. I did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, to, to focus and I didn't I, I've had people call me out before you know there's there's your bodybuilding trolls and stuff like that and really I I'm not gonna name any names we'll be able to figure out who but you know I didn't want to give them any ammunition or maybe even get a DM or a comment or have anybody critiquing like like, hey, bro, you're never going to be in shape or yeah. what, what the hell are you doing? That's that's eight weeks out or like something like that. So I didn't post anything that had resembled a progress. I put a few gym pictures up, yeah. you know, that like, you know, they didn't show much. It showed your shoulders or like some of your, your biceps or something like that. But 
I didn't want to put any kind of things showing the glutes uh, or anything like that because I just didn't want anybody's feedback. I didn't care for anybody's feedback. It wasn't a finished product. Yep. And I did, and I, and by no means did I ever want to come off that this sh- I'm going to dominate this show. Mm-hmm. Um, this show's not ready for me or anything like that because the, I, I'm I'm a new guy at this level. I've never competed in a pro qualifier. Uh, I didn't know how it was going to go, yeah. or or anything like that. So I wasn't. I didn't want to even make the vicinity of guarantees or crazy uh, things like that. So I kept it kind of low key, and um, you know, just tried to work and not give anybody any ammunition to use against me in the event that things didn't go that well. Yeah, no, and I get so, that, man. I, I I get that, you know, totally. It's like. Yeah, I just—I mean, I think everybody has to get that. You—you you put yourself yeah. out there like that. It's a—it's the last thing you needed, basically. Like I already said, man, I think you were doing something that a lot of people probably wouldn't have been able to get through. Being able to push to the level that you had, other people would have cracked under that for what whatever their own personal reasons were. Whenever we prep, if anybody who's really, really prepped and really pushed to their ultimate conditioning. It's it's a mind fuck. You know, you're your own worst enemy. And I've seen a lot of people that have dropped out of shows because, you know, their expectations were too high or you know, things didn't go the way they yeah. wanted them to. Something was different. It would have been very easy for you to pull out of that, man. And, you know, yeah, yeah. you did what you had to do. So I, I totally respect that, you know. Yeah, it's it's all a mental game. The, and I've, I've seen guys that were good that pulled out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, you're, like, you're like, dude, if I look like this guy, I would be on cloud nine, but. You know, it's just, you know, it's just some people's mental capabilities are a little bit different. You know, that I call that a, a form of genetics in this. You know, we, we always think mm. genetics is like just shape or yeah. insertions. Um, keeping your mind sound and together, dealing with criticism, stuff like that is all a type of genetic that not everybody has. Some of the even the best physiques don't deal with that or can't keep a sound mind. Sure. And that, that could be their downfall. Even Dorian said he goes, if. Flex Wheeler had my mental capability. He didn't even say work ethic. Mm. He said mental capability. He would have crushed me on stage. Wow. Wow. So like, like a lot of times I, I, I apparently, I, I think like Flex Wheeler, I didn't like the way he looked. You know, he, so it may, if that guy had the ultimate confidence and, and belief in himself, like, like Dorian had, then who knows? That guy could have been a 10 time Mr. Olympia. We don't hmm. know. Yeah. You know, he had the genetics for it. So, it yeah. just it, it, it just comes in different forms. Well, you know, too, there's something to be said that the sticking to and pushing through the lessons that you were able to learn coming out the other side. If you were to just pull out and be like, yeah, I'm going to stop here at 260 and I'll wait and I'll do a show next year. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you would have had half of the insights that you've gained now. That's correct. And I, and I would never have done that. I, I always say. Contest prep, I hate when people drop out. Unless yeah. they like, tear something, they have a family emergency, they get really sick or something like that. But contest prep to me is like you're going in a dark tunnel and you're closing the door, the door locks behind you, and there's only one way out, and that's to walk down the tunnel towards mm. the light yeah. and deal with all the shit that's on the way with it. Yeah, you committed. You have to, you have to get through it. Yeah. You can't. There's no doors to exit out the side. Yeah. I, I look at that as kind of... Um, like a pussy move to be honest with you to, to leave your prep like i said unless there's extenuating circumstances that deal with you know your health or something like that um finish the goddamn show you committed to it yeah or you know what man i, I don't know if i would say i don't know if i'll i don't know if i agree or disagree about it being a pussy move but i'll say this i do think that there are people that can do that and and here's my thought 
if you are in the middle of that and this just sucks and this is terrible and that you hate it that much that you want to quit, then maybe this wasn't for you, you know, like overall. Like yeah. Overall. Yeah. Maybe this is not for you, because to me, I agree with you that that's that's the challenge. You know what I mean? That's that's the challenge. There is being able to face yourself and still get through it. And if that's not for you, that's OK, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, let me clarify. That's OK. But, you know, you know, the types I'm talking about, they quit the prep and then they say, no, next year is mm. next year. I, and they still consider themselves a bodybuilder. And like, yeah. Next year, I'm going to get into this year. Wasn't it? No. You, if you want to retire, yeah, that, that prep is not for you. And say, I'm done with competing altogether. It's not for me. Then I'll respect what you say. I don't think. That yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a different thing. Me. When people start exiting because things aren't convenient or things pop up in their life during prep, that like, it's like, well, there's that festival that I wanted to go to. It's like, dude, come on. There's got to be some kind of sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. I miss a lot. I miss a lot of things, and. There's, there's no point in my prep, whether I prep for the summer, spring, or fall shows, where I'm not going to miss something. My schedule is never blank. Yeah. My son's going to play sports through the whole time. I'm going to have to mm. go to all of them. So, you know, um, summer is going to be eventful. I'm going to have to attend some things, you know, in in there with, that I can. Yeah. Um, or, or miss some things. So it's like you integrating your life, your regular life into contest prep is part of the game. Yeah. Nobody is nobody is locked in a room like a creature that just released to the gym and then back. You know, so to think that your circumstances are always going to be ideal where you could now's the right time for me to do a show. I'd say for me, pick the show and then fit the rest of your life in. There you Don't go. Don't miss anything but fit it in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. All right. <laughs> let's get out of here for another episode of uh Advices Radio and Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally and I'm here with Gary Turner. Thanks a lot, Gary. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me.